Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Welcome back, Rotoballers. We're here for Tight End Talk Week 13. Lucky Week 13? Or not? So, Chris, let me ask you this before we start. Do you have any fantasy football superstitions? Are you a superstitious guy? <laughs> yes. Well, my superstition, I guess we call it superstition, is at 9.30, you know, I do my last run through, make sure there's no last minute, you know, like, oh, this guy's out. I delete all my fantasy apps. I delete Twitter, everything. I don't watch the games. I know it sounds crazy. I don't watch the games. I get, I'm in like this uh, text chat between a few of the guys that are in my league. And pretty much I kind of know how I'm doing within like a couple hours of game time starting. If I'm doing okay. I go back and start watching the games again. If I'm not, I just, you know, the day's, the day. day's over. Call it the uh, day's over. Wow. Man, that's hard. I could not do any of that, I don't think. Um, I, I'm a football junkie. I just sit and watch morning till night. I got 10 hours straight of football in my brain. And and I don't check my scores, though. That's the thing. I, I have the apps, but I just don't check them. But my, my superstition, what I stopped doing, which I know is totally irrational, is I won't set my lineup or look at the next week lineup or schedule until the Monday night game is over and the week is officially over. Cause I used to do that. Like on, it was like Monday, like before the Monday night game. And I would start looking at my lineup to make sure it was set for next week. I don't do that anymore. Cause I guess it brought me bad juju or something. I don't know. Okay. That's better than my superstition. Yeah, man, I couldn't do that. Um, all right, but let's talk about what's going to bring you some good luck at the tight end position in week 13. This is the fantasy bomb. <laughs> It's the Fantasy Bob. All right, here we go. Back to talk tight ends. There's only one name that we really need to talk about. Right? One name, and it starts with Eric. Ebron is back. Ebron is, oh, he's, he's so epic. And I say that because I traded for him. What, uh, midway through this, not even no week five. Not even four. midway, like before week one. Was it? Was it that early? Uh, yeah. Oh, Eric I didn't have. I had no in our dynasty league. I literally my RB two was Jarek McKinnon, who went on IR, and then I had like Gio Bernard. I had a bunch of backups, <laughs> and you offered me Jamal Williams, who we forget now was the starting running back for the Packers back then, mm-hmm. for Eric Ebron, and I'm like, yeah, you can have Eric Ebron. He's Come on. He's like a throwaway he's like player. Third, he's like the third string tight end on the Colts. Here we are. <laughs> Here we are. Oh, sweet Eric Ebron. Um, I don't think he's enough to bring me to, to championship in that league alone because we start like 20 players. But, man, let's talk about it. Jack Doyle going to IR. Is Eric Ebron like the number one tight end in fantasy? <laughs> no. Oh, come on. <laughs> he's top five every week. Just start him. Just – 
you know, but here's the thing. Here's here's what I ask. This is all I ask. And I, first of all, I feel personally responsible for this because I, after he put up his goose egg and he played like five snaps and didn't even get a look, didn't even get a single look from Andrew Luck, I tweeted out like, finally, Eric Ebron is irrelevant in fantasy. And then what <laughs> happens the next week? Mo Ali Cox is out. Eric Swoop is out. Doyle lacerates his kidney. And here's, and Ebron is back just like that. So I take, a lot of responsibility for what happened with Eric Ebron. But here's my, here's what I ask people who have Eric Ebron. Don't gloat. Don't, don't say that. Ah, yeah, I have Eric Ebron hot. You know why? Because you are the luckiest SOBs in <laughs> fantasy history. I, I agreed. Agreed. Um, and you know what? At this point, I just say, don't hate, celebrate. You just, just let it ride. <laughs> He's having a season. It's like, remember when Gronk first came to relevance? We're like, what? And he scored like 17 touchdowns. I'm not saying he's going to do that, although he's pretty close. But think about like, you know, Gronk from like a couple of years ago, three or four years ago, and he was getting like 11, 12 touchdowns, and he was just every week, just enjoy it, right? Ride him. You've got to start him. You just doesn't matter. Jaguars, who cares? He scored two touchdowns against the Jaguars last time. He's going to score two touchdowns again. Why not? <laughs> yeah. The only the difference is Gronk is fun, and Ebron is has oh, bricks for hands he, well a little bit he's he's done enough to catch those like, touchdowns. ebron honestly this year ebron should have like 15 touchdowns true it could be worse if he actually caught some of those passes but. <laughs> like he should like seriously he should have like 15 this year wow which well, is literally like i think he's at his floor given his opportunity this year i think he's at his floor i think that's pretty fair yeah that's pretty much right i mean so think about it. that's pretty scary um you know, in a PPR league, you know, yeah, you probably want Travis Kelsey instead, but Ertz, yeah, Ertz. yeah okay, Ertz. But after that, it's all Ebron, all Ebron. All I'd Ebron. probably take Kittle over him only because Kittle, like Kittle, gives you to me like Kittle's a little safer than Ebron. Ebron has more. I mean, I don't even know if Ebron is. I mean, Ebron probably has more upside because he's going to get touchdowns from Andrew Luck, but right. you know, Ebron isn't going to get. He's he's not going to have like a ten catch game. Which Kittle can do, you know. Right, so, and that's the thing. And it, you know, he spreads it out too much. Well, but he has Andrew Luck, and Kittle has <laughs> Nick Mullins still, which I think that's got one more week before that experiment's over, um, and then Bethard again. So, but I mean, whether it's Mullins or Bethard, we've seen they just they, they don't they don't spread it out, right? They don't like no. ten different guys don't catch a pass for the 49ers. Well, they don't have to have different guys to throw the ball to, so. Yeah, so I, I think I like Kittle a little more than Ebron, but he's he's right there. And then Gronk, when he's healthy, I like more than Ebron. It, you know, but but to me, it's like you got now you have Ertz, Kelsey, Kittle, Ebron, Gronk. You start those guys every week. If you have anybody else, you're just hoping for the best. True, true. The only sad thing I would say for Ebron owners is that trade deadlines are probably passed, so you can't sell him ridiculously high for like a really good quality running back or something. So. Just hold on to him and just, just enjoy the ride. Just ride it out and win your championship. That's right. That's my plan. Um, <laughs> all right. So talk about those guys that you're hoping for because chances are you're watching this. You don't have one of those top five tight ends. So let's see. Going down the list a little bit, um, I want to go to a guy who, to me, keeps slipping uh, slowly each week. I don't know how far he'll go if he'll fall out of starting consideration, but Trey Burton. Um He's been slowing down big time lately. He hasn't scored since week nine. Uh, he's got a total of a whopping 77 yards for the last three games. 
uh, Adam Shaheen then came back. That was a little bit cause for concern. Of course, then he got, what, a concussion, I think. And um, so that kind of squashes that. But then Trubisky's got his issues. Is, is Burton still a starter for fantasy owners? Yeah, I mean, like I'd probably take him over a lot of these streamer guys we're going to talk about. Just because the offense, you know, the, the Bears offense, especially when Trubisky's there, is good. Now, you know, this is an offense that they – you have Tarek Cohen catches passes. You have Allen Robinson. You have Taylor Gabriel. You have Anthony Miller. And you have Trey Burton. Anytime you have an offense like that, you know, you're not going to have an offense that just funnels targets to one guy, one or two guys. It's going to be hard. You're going to have those up and down kind of weeks. But, you know, he's safer than a lot of these other tight ends. And he's in that kind of same boat. Like I said, after those top five guys, you're just kind of hoping for the best. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. He's going to be right there for me with some of these guys we'll, we'll discuss um, who are kind of climbing more to relevance. Um, you know, Giants is a decent matchup. Um, I think if Trubisky plays, yeah, you can still roll with him. I'm just, I don't know, for me, I'm losing some confidence. A guy on the other side of the same matchup who I don't think have any confidence, at least for this year, uh, Evan Engram. So came in and then tweaked his hamstring like right before the game, supposedly. Um, nothing nothing for fantasy owners week before that only two targets um is evan ingram just droppable at this point oh yeah 100 100 droppable i mean if you're in a really deep league and you know you you're hurting at the tight end position and you're rolling out you know some of these fringy kind of tight end guys yeah you can just stash them on your bench and hope it gets better but it's it's very unlikely at this point. So if there's if there's a better option on your waiver wire that can actually help your team, he's completely droppable. Yeah, I mean, what are you waiting for at this point? He's he hasn't produced that much in a really good game since you know till week thirteen. It's not going to happen. You definitely don't want your playoff hopes riding on it. Um, and kind of rubbing salt into the wound there, the fact that Red Ellison had a pretty decent game. You know, he got like seventy seven yards or something. So um, yeah, I, I think we just have to move on. Uh, a guy that I, we were both ready to move on from, I think, kind of did, and, and now all of a sudden is is you know getting some attention after last week is Kyle Rudolph. So out of nowhere, then he's got seven catches, sixty three yards. Uh, he's still not scoring, but is there some hope maybe that he is playable? I mean, there's some hope. This was a guy that you know I was really high on coming into the season. I you know it was a little concerning. All of those catches came in the first half he didn't even get targeted in the second half he just kind of disappeared and that's what we've seen in games where you know he'll go I mean we saw from week I remember week one he didn't get targeted until the end of the third quarter and I was already getting nervous so you know this is what we see from him he might have you know a drive where he catches two or three passes and then you don't see him for two more quarters um, I mean he's on the field but he's not being targeted so it, it is a good matchup against the Patriots Chris Herndon just you know went for seven catches for 57 yards against them. So I think he's got a, you know, a pretty decent floor here, but yeah, he's not getting those red zone looks. And obviously Thielen and, and Diggs are the big target monsters on this team. Yeah. Patriots, like you said, uh, definitely a good matchup. And that's what makes this interesting. Fifth worst against the tight end this year. Uh, could be a shootout figures that it at least will be a decent amount of passing, but um, yeah, just not reliable. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm keeping my eye on him, and we'll see. But at this point, hopefully you have a better option because you shouldn't have been playing Kyle Rudolph the last few weeks anyways. 
All right, what about a guy who's popped onto the scene? Let's talk about Jonu Smith. Big play of Monday night, that 61-yard touchdown. Um, of course, he wound up with, I think, 63 total yards. <laughs> but still, this is a guy who now all of a sudden is scoring. Uh, the Titans are actually focusing on him as a part of their offense, and they don't have a lot of options either. Are you trusting John New Smith? Is he in the tight end one conversation? Oof, I mean, and I guess the I Jets. I mean, he probably is because look at the tight end ones we're, we're dealing with right now. <laughs> I mean, you know, Olsen and Joku, Austin Hooper, Cameron Braid, Trey Burton. I mean, it's not like a murderer's row of tight ends here, so he might be. But here's, here's my concern with him. Yeah, he had 61 yards and a touchdown, but all of it came on one huge play. He was only – he got two catches in the first quarter for 61 yards and a touchdown, was not targeted the rest of the game. The other tight ends were targeted plenty. You know, it's not like it's, it's – this isn't like when Delaney Walker is there and he's the only tight end getting targets. You know, they're, they're rotating in a lot of tight ends. And he's only had one game this entire season, one game, with more than three targets. So, you know, you're rolling out a tight end that's only going to get three targets. Unless it's Eric Ebron who's going to catch three touchdowns, I don't know what you're really expecting here. Yeah, you know, it, it's tricky depending on uh, a player to repeat. Uh, big plays like that, you know, these chunk plays or touchdowns, of course. You can't predict that. So it's tough. I mean, I get it. He's young. He's, he's a little more exciting. He's a new face. You know, he's, he's more interesting than Kyle Rudolph. But is he more dependable? Not necessarily. So, uh, but I mean, it's hard because they're all kind of lumped in there, right? They're all kind of, I don't know, kind of the same. Exactly. That's why we have rankings, right? So if you want to know exactly how we feel, and why we, I mean, our Rotoballer ranking staff, of course, check those rankings. Um, let's talk about, you mentioned Austin Hooper. He's a guy who kind of keeps, I don't know, jumping on and off the scene. He, he looks like he's in every week start sometimes, and then all of a sudden he fades. And then, you know, the Falcons, you never know how they're going to do because they run hot and cold. So seems like a good matchup against the Saints. Um Actually, uh, they play the Ravens. Oh, I'm sorry. That was last time. Had a good matchup against the Saints and disappointed against the Saints, what I meant to say. Um, against the Ravens, that's not a good matchup. No, and yeah, Austin Hooper to me is like one of those guys he's completely matchup dependent. When, it, when the matchup's great, you can roll him out and feel good, but when it's not, you don't feel too good. But again, he's involved enough in the offense that you might not even have a better option. You might just have to to roll them out there so i don't like it i don't love them this week i you know i don't expect a, a big game from him at all but i mean you could probably do worse i guess <laughs> you could do worse uh <laughs> you could be starting someone like evan ingram uh what about yeah. cameron bright would he do worse he's a guy who a lot of owners are picking up he's not gonna put up oj howard like numbers though is he no i mean yeah, he, cut, he got you a touchdown last week. He saved his week, but three catches for 26 yards. That's a very low floor. But I like him this week. I think he's going to have another strong week um, because the Panthers, you know, one of the worst teams versus tight ends. Um, so, yeah, I think this is another week where you can roll him out there and you can feel good about it. But in tougher matchups, he's not going to be dependable. But this week, you're good. Yeah, agreed. This week is good. Um, he's still, I mean – like many of these guys, just totally touchdown dependent. He's not going to get a ton of targets. There's just so many mouths to feed in that offense. Now, I might have a little more interest than usual, especially if Deshaun Jackson doesn't play because now he's got a thumb issue. Um, but then Adam Humphreys is stepping up, right? Chris Godwin's still That's there. The problem is Adam Humphreys is taking those 
yep. short intermediate you know targets away from him so but he's still a he's still a big time red zone threat and you know when we're talking about a lot of these guys that's basically what you're looking for right so i agree i think we both have Bray a little bit higher than most of these guys we've just talked about um so what about chris herndon you mentioned a little earlier putting up some decent stats um as far as i know josh mccown is still going to be the quarterback i haven't seen darnold practicing I don't know if that would actually make a difference and make him any better. Uh, but uh, Chris Herndon against the Titans, I believe, on the road, that's not a good matchup. Not a good matchup, but Herndon is my favorite. You know, like if if Kyle Rudolph, I don't even know if I like, well, if like Cameron Braid is gone, mm-hmm. um, Austin Hooper is gone, a guy we're going to talk about later is gone. If those type of guys are gone, like a little more consistent producers are gone. Herndon's my next favorite guy. I mean, he's leading this Jets. He's basically like the Jets' leading receiver. That's not saying a lot. <laughs> Although Jermaine Curse, I think, might have led the team last week, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but it was close between him and Herndon. But, you know, seven catches, 57 yards last week. Yeah, in this offense, he's not going to have a ton of upside because they're not going to, you know, score three or four touchdowns most weeks, if if ever. Um but he's involved. Like he gives you, in my opinion, gives you one of the safer floors of these guys that are kind of in that, you know, outside the top 12, he gives you the safest floor of those guys. Yeah. And it's unusual, you know, of course, other than like last year with Ingram and, you know, once in a while we'll see a rookie who actually produces consistently at tight end. It usually doesn't happen, especially in a team that's not very good and not passing the ball a whole lot. Um, so this is just kind of the exception, but, uh, yeah, Herndon's kind of one of those under the radar guys that maybe you can trust um, if you need to, which hopefully you don't. But let's uh, finish with Vance McDonald. Here's a guy very up in the air status because he had his hip injury. It flared up again last week. Uh, not sure what he is going to do for week 13. So let me ask you this. If he doesn't go, do you pivot to Jesse James? Um, or should we kind of ignore both these guys? Because I think they have the Chargers coming up that's eh, i mean it's kind of a matchup so yeah but if he doesn't go i would definitely like jesse james i mean i would like jesse james more than chris herndon austin hooper definitely more than evan ingram you know probably more than kyle rudolph just because steelers at home versus the chargers i mean big ben just threw for 400 and whatever yards last week so you know this is an offense that you know, moves the ball, puts up points, racks up yardage. So there's a lot of opportunity in this offense. And really outside of, you know, Juju, Antonio Brown, and James Conner, that's it. There's That's it. There's no, you know, that's basically the, the bulk of the target share. So there's enough here for the tight end. Um, I also like McDonald a lot if he plays. He, he's another guy who I would prefer rest of the season over guys like Rudolph Herndon, Austin Hooper, definitely Evan Ingram. Yeah, so if you're looking for a streamer or a guy, you know, who get you through the rest of the season because your tight end situation is not very uh, solid, got to go with the guy with a better offense, right? The guy who is a better chance of reaching the end zone. And so, Steeler or Jet? You're going to go Steeler, yeah. right? So, <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Yeah, you're going the Steeler. <laughs> makes sense. All right, so hit me up with your baller move of the week. If you've uh, watched this fine show before, you know we always talk about our boom of the week, a guy who's definitely flying under the radar that could serve you well in a bye week. But guess what? No more bye weeks. 
minor celebration there. So uh, let's do with a baller move, something that you would do that maybe goes against the popular opinion. I would start Ben Watson over every over those the top five tight ends. I mean, not over the top five, over everybody except the top five tight ends. That's Ertz, Kelsey, Kittle, Gronk, Ebron. So you have him. You know what? I'd start him over Cameron Bray, too. It's a baller move. That's it. I'm starting him over every tight end other than those top five this week. Cowboys, Cowboys are really good against opposing receivers, but really struggle against tight ends. So I think they're gonna, you know, they're gonna put their focus on Michael Thomas and Traquan Smith if he plays. And Ben Watson is going to be running free. And I know we saw Dan Arnold last week, <laughs> you know, catching a touchdown. That was a week of the nobodies catching touchdowns. But I think this week it's going to go back to normal. And we're going to see Ben Watson, you know, with a touchdown or two. Wow, or two. Man, so you, you're basically saying you have Watson as your, what, tight end six tight this end week. Six. Nice. Tight end six. I, I, I don't have him that high, but uh, maybe I'm reconsidering. I should have him probably higher than I do, so. That, that's a baller move. All right, you heard it. Start Watson if you could. Um, I'm going to go the opposite direction. Be a little downer here. Um, I'm going to say if you have Jimmy Graham, sit him, bench him. Uh, for any of those guys I mentioned, Jonu Smith, Herndon. And you know what? At this point, if you have a better option, somebody who's kind of a fringy guy, uh, a Brait or somebody, I say you can cut Jimmy Graham. I don't think he's going to get much run the next rest of the season. Remember, he had that injury. He was supposed to miss a couple of weeks. He came back and he played. It's pretty obvious he's not 100%. He's probably been playing through injuries all season. That passing game is just confused right now. And you know what? I just don't think it's going to happen. I don't think he's going to be worth starting um, the rest of this year. So I'm going to say bench Jimmy Graham and could even cut him if you have a better option. So that's it. All right, so thanks for tuning in. This has been our Week 13 edition of Tight End Starts It. As always, you should be checking out other videos on this channel. Like, subscribe, and follow wherever possible. Check out those rankings for all our consensus uh, rankings and details on tight end, every position, every format, PPR, half, whatever you need to get ready for the playoffs. Check it out on rotoballer.com. All right, thanks, guys. We'll catch you next time. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.